Welcome to another episode of Mortgage Masterminds. I'm Richard Greaser, VP of Marketing at Sales Boomerang, and my guest is Carol Taylor, Chief Marketing Officer at VIP Mortgage. Carol, great to have you on. Great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I love it. Um, Quick plug, in case you don't know who we are at Sales Boomerang, uh, you've been living under a rock since 2017, Sales Sales Boomerang notifies lenders the moment one of their borrowers needs a loan. In this purchase-heavy and highly competitive market, you need, you need to earn the business of your past borrowers more than ever. You need to know when your borrower needs a loan before they do. And that's what we do at Sales Boomerang. So if you're interested in learning more, go to salesboomerang.com, schedule a demo. We'd love to have a conversation about your business. So um, without further ado, let's jump right into it, Carol. Um, mm-hmm. There's a moose on your wall. There is there a moose on, is a moose on a of- your wall. I feel like sometimes my office is a bit of a museum of natural history because I'm married to a hunter and I fish. There's a lot of dead things here. Well, you have a great story about how you wrestled that moose to the ground and beat yes, it up and took its lunch money, right? We discussed this. The funniest thing is the moose, especially when I'm on my Zoom meetings, is the most obvious thing you see. It's the only thing in my house that we didn't either shoot ourselves or catch. We bought it at a garage sale. And I live in Tucson, Arizona. And when you're driving through town with a big moose head in the back of your truck, you get some very strange looks. Well, I can tell you for anybody not, it's a podcast, right? So anybody not looking at the video, uh, this is a giant moose head up on the wall. So it's, this is not some tiny moose. <laughs> no, and it works because we put our Christmas tree right there. And, and like the moose is always like right next to it. And then we decorate the moose. So the, so the moose gets like tinsel and ribbons and ornaments. It's pretty funny. And he doesn't have a name. It. I don't know why. We've never named him. Well, we'll get there. You got we'll a puppy, so the puppy's got Do a you... name. Maybe might as well name the moose. I, the, the puppy, which is a Great Dane, is probably going to grow up to be as big as a moose. So there you go. Yeah, probably. All right. Let's kick this off, uh, Carol. Yes, I'm really excited to have this conversation. Why don't you tell me um, a few words about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, I have been... In the mortgage world, not mortgage, the marketing world, I say I graduated college on a Saturday. I started working in marketing on a Monday and I've never done anything different. I've worked in different <laughs> industries. Um, when I first started out in my career, I was the I, I was a marketing manager on board cruise ships and I did that for a couple of years. And then one day I literally woke up in Alaska and was like, if I have to eat one more meal that involves a tray, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to lose my mind. And I was done. Yeah. So then I, I was the director of marketing for a ski company and then a casino. And this is in Colorado, where we're from. And then we relocated to Arizona for my husband's work. And at the time, my kids were really little. And I decided I had to get out of the casino world. Because when you work somewhere that's open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, you're working all the time. One of my favorite stories is I got a call at three in the morning from one of the security guys at the casino. And he said, Carol, there's a lady here with a coupon and the grill is closed and it's two for one hot dogs. And I said, well, do you want me to come down there and like make her some hot dogs? Like, I'm not sure why you're calling me. (laughs) The answer is tell her to come back when it's open. So that's what I was dealing with. So when we relocated to Arizona, I sort of accidentally fell into the world of mortgage marketing. And as you and I discussed, um, when I first started this, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be so boring because I was used to like this entertainment driven marketing where if I could think it up you could do it. Like at a casino, it's like marketing on steroids. But there's actually a lot of similarities and it sounds very bizarre. The casino industry is very heavily regulated. We were we were governed by a division of gaming. So everything I do had to be compliant, had to be approved. I had to work within the guidelines. Same thing in mortgage. 
So you think about those two things and there's actually this similarity. And another similarity is casinos and mortgages have access to a lot of data on their customers. At a casino, people, especially people that are regular players, they sign up for a player card. Now I know your name, your address, your phone number, your email. And every time you game and you use that card, now I'm learning your gaming habits. I know how much you're spending. I know what games you're playing so I can really target my marketing. Mortgage is very similar. When people apply for a mortgage, obviously we collect a lot of information. So there's some very interesting similarities there. Yeah, for sure there are. So let's see. That was cruise ship to ski from ski industry, to casino, casino, casino to mortgage. So I, I so everybody understands we're not talking about a couple of she's just new to the mortgage industry. She was six years, uh no, five years at another mortgage company yeah, and then I believe correct. six years at VIP. That's correct. So eleven years is not yep. is not shabby, plus all of the marketing no. experience that you've got from uh, before. So it sounds well so tell me the little bit of the difference between um like your current like what you're doing when you're when you're when you're marketing right now and getting the word out versus when you were at a casino. Like what is the major difference? Well, that, that, so what's the major difference? I, so at a casino, especially when you're talking about regular customers, and I mean, when, you're, when you think of a casino, you think of the whole picture. I'm selling hotel rooms. I'm selling meals. I'm selling entertainment. I'm selling a bowling center, an RV park, a bar. So I have lots of stuff I was selling that a lot of people use pretty regularly. A mortgage, most people maybe use it a couple times in their life. So I always say it's a difference between like advertising and branding, you know? so. In mortgage, we do a lot of branding in terms of I want them to know my name. I want them to know what we do. So when they're ready for that product, we're top of mind. In more, I'm sorry. And now my puppy has a squeaky toy. So if you hear that, I'm sorry. So it, it, at a casino, it's advertising. I'm offering, you know, two for one buffets on Friday night. And every Saturday from noon to six, it's the Young at Heart Club, where if you're 55 and older, I'm giving you $10 in free play, uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, at, at a casino, you're advertising things that people are using all the time, More, and mortgage is different. In addition, at the casino, I'm just marketing my property. That's my bread and butter. In the world of mortgage marketing, I look at myself and my marketing team as the internal ad agency for VIP mortgage, and our clients are the loan officers. So if I have 200 licensed loan officers, I have 200 clients. On top of that, I have branches. And then on top of that, VIP has a whole family of companies because we have joint ventures. We own a couple tech companies, a few other things. So I'm doing marketing for 200 individuals, the corporate level, the branch level, and all the other entities. So it's a pretty big beast. It is a pretty big beast. And you also told me you have a, a whole bunch of different uh, uh, brand names that you guys own. So that sounds like almost you know having 12, however many it is, different jobs. It really is because so we have... Currently, we have three joint ventures. We're getting ready to launch a fourth on March 1st, and then there's going to be a fifth sometime this year. Each of those has different branding, different aesthetics, different logo, different colors, different fonts. So when I create a marketing piece, there are times I have to create that seven times, six times, whatever. So can you see the puppy? I don't know if that's really entertaining, and I'm sorry. I should have. (laughs) He's rolling around right there. Um, I don't mind. Okay. Um, so there, there is a lot to it. Plus those different entities, I I have to treat them differently because their marketing needs are differently. So our joint ventures are really new. We're trying to build brand awareness. VIP has been around since 2006. We're a very solid name, especially in Arizona. 
my joint ventures, it's a different story. We are trying to build market share. We're trying to build awareness. So what we have to do for them is different. And, and then I haven't even touched on socials because that's a whole different beast. Wow. Sounds ex- it, it sounds exhausting. As a fellow marketer, that sounds exhausting. There's so um, it's real. I mean, that's super interesting that you're, um, you're, you think of your main client. I mean, you named a bunch of different stakeholders, but your main client are those 200 loan officers Absolutely. at VIP. Super interesting. And, and, and I think anybody, I wonder, I wonder if that's how a lot of marketers in the audience feel. You know what I mean? Their primary client is their loan officers. That's probably how they probably should be treating their business through a certain lens, right? It is. And the way that my marketing department is designed is, you know, all of my branches. So, you know, we're licensed in 26 states and we have um, brick and mortar offices in eight in eight states. And I don't know what the what the branch count is off the top of my head. I think it's over 30. Every single one of my branches, every single one of my loan officers has a specific marketing rep on my team. So like one member of my team will represent probably 30 to 50 loan officers. And that person acts as the liaison for that group of people. So that group of people knows this is your marketing person. So when we develop a new piece of marketing, whether it's a video or an email or a text or whatever, my marketing rep is going to send that all out to their designated loan officers, their designated branches. And we, we did it that way because when we're dealing with so many people, that's one way that we can get a little more intimate, get a little more individualized is by having specific people on my marketing team you know, assigned to certain people so they can start developing relationships understanding their voice, um, the kind of markets they're going after. And for us, that, that sort of way of that sort of method has worked really well. Well, that's really cool. Um, well, so let's talk a little bit about the current market. So what, you know, we all know what's happened in the last couple of years and how the current market is now, right? This purchase heavy driven market, what's working, what's working and what's not. Well, as, yeah, as, as we both know, the last two years, a loan officer couldn't even, you know, do do a, you know, turn around without five loans falling in their lap. And yep. because of that amount of business, they weren't focused on building new business just because they had so much coming in. So now rates have ticked up, refinances have dipped off. And then of course it's the perfect storm where there aren't a lot of houses. There's not a lot of inventory. So it's very hard to buy a house right now. You know, I have loan yeah. officers that have 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 people pre-qualified trying to buy a house. Wow. Yeah, like these huge numbers. You know, you have one house that they get 40 offers on it. And then when the house goes for over the appraised value, you can't have a mortgage on it anyway. So you're going to lose to someone that's coming in with cash. So um, so right now I'm working, we're working with a lot of our loan officers to mine their databases. We have a lot of loan officers that have these huge databases. And to me, that hmm. is like, you know, unpan gold. Let's pan them. Let's see who still has mortgage insurance that closed a loan at least six months ago. You know, who hey, still could benefit from a refinance, who has built up and, uh, you know, built up enough equity that they can do a cash out, maybe remodel their kitchen, pay for higher education. So when loan officers have these databases, we really try and work them. They're people that they've already worked with. They already have relationships with. It's, again, unpangled. Um, and then we're doing a lot of support right now with loan officers that are going out and trying to build new realtor relationships. You know, just this week, I, I had a loan officer and he actually did one class on Wednesday and one on two or one on Thursday where we have a new mobile app and he invited um, realtors in. And I think for each meeting, it like 25 realtors and my app guy, my technical marketing manager was there and he presented and showed them how they can use it in their business and trying to cultivate new relationships by using kind of the tools that we have in house, like, you know, the value adds. Hey, if you work with a VIP loan officer, you get all this. 
So we're doing a lot, a lot of support in, in that sense. Very cool. I love, I love everything you're saying. Um, and, and for the plug for basically what we do at sales boomerang, right. With the no borrow left behind in mining your database. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't really thought about that before. You know, when you've got 60 people you're working with, let's say you're a loan officer and you've got 60 people that want to buy a home right now and they're all pre-qualified, but they can't find a home. Right. There's all this whole database of people who could still do different types of loans, right? Who right. might be able to do a cash out like you were saying, right? Or refinance or uh, pay down high credit card debt, all those different reasons, right? I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk, a, a, we talked a little bit about um, social media marketing, right? And I, wanna, I want to hear your take on it because you've got a whole bunch of loan officers. Some of them are not very familiar or don't, are just don't really aren't active on social media, don't have a very good social media presence. So the question is, how are you getting them to step up their social media game, sure. right? And to compete hyper locally with that? So I think probably about a year and a half ago, and you know, I, I every month I, I'm approving like um, you know, loan officer marketing expenses. And I'm like, wow, we have so many loan officers. They're paying external vendors to manage their social media and they're spending six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month. They're getting four posts, it's not compliant, nothing's happening. Okay, I can do better. So we created an in-house social media management program. It was like a hundred bucks a month and we're, we're going to do it for you. Um, again, it's all run through the marketing department. So we're doing it on, on behalf of you and what we try and do and what I try and impress upon my loan officers, like social media, again, great for branding, great for getting your, your, your name out there. I don't ever promote just post about mortgages. Like if you're a loan officer and you're like, today, here's the rates. And then the next day, here's something going on in the market. Nobody cares. Your social network, the people that are following you, that if you've done your job correctly up to this point, they know you're a loan officer. No one cares about the market. No one cares about the rates. I want to humanize you. I want to personalize you. I want to show a funny video of your dog or if you're doing something goofy, if you're out and about, if you're at a new restaurant in town. You know, we have a loan officer that there's one specific town called Anthem, it's uh, like North Phoenix area. And he owns Anthem yeah. and he's always talking about what he does there and he's out here and he's out there. And his social media is so funny and he rarely talks about mortgages. He rarely does. Yep. And to me, that's the hook. Cause again, now we're talking about branding. So people kind of look forward to seeing you. They're engaging. And of course, the more they're engaging, the more you're showing up in their feed. And when they're ready or when a friend of theirs is mentioning it and they need a referral, you're top of mind. I love that. Yeah, you know, I guess when I talk to my team about our social media strategy and when I talk to other other lenders that are in the industry, you know, you want to make it interesting, right? I mean, look at you when you're looking on social media, maybe someone goes on Reddit, so Instagram's your thing, who knows? You're looking at fun stuff, right? You're not looking at something that's like mortgage, 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 no, right? You want to see like most people look at cat videos, right? Dog videos, like that's what's interesting to you're people. You're speaking my language. <laughs> I do have I do have a loan officer here in Tucson. I had a meeting with her yesterday and she's like the queen of TikTok. She is the absolute, and I'm too old. Like, I don't really even understand TikTok. Like I have it on my phone, but I don't even like understand it. Um, I can she, admit that I'm the same. I will admit I I'm in the same bucket. <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. And, but I don't really understand it. But she has the funniest TikTok videos. And yes, they're like kind of related to mortgage, but they're so funny. And she and I yeah. were sitting there yesterday and like we were cracking up. So her approach to it is, yes, she is talking about mortgage, but in such a funny way. And she's getting a good amount of leads off of her TikTok videos. She'll do a video and get 6,000 views. Wow. That's and she's awesome. Doing, I know. She's doing such a good job. She's now going to be like once a month sort of teaching a class 
on um, tit like TikTok. That's a hard word to say. TikTok tips and tricks because she's done such a good job with it and she's made it fun, you know, and just goofy, goofy stuff. Well, I don't think I know too many people who've really been able to make TikTok work. Uh, mm -hmm. I know a lot of folks who are killing it on Instagram, killing it with Facebook. Facebook's like the traditional older borrower usually. And right. then uh, Instagram's usually like a younger folk person who's, you know, ready to move forward without t actually even talking to a loan officer. They'll mm -hmm. do a digital application. Um, but TikTok's one where it's like, I don't think I know a lot of people out there that it's it's for people who are who are younger folks. I and mean, there's just a lot of folks who just haven't figured it out in our industry. Right. But that's cool that I'd let you got to connect me after this uh, after this with that person. If you're if I you will. Can. And I mean, we just sit there like like every time I meet with her, she's like, have you seen my TikTok? And I'm like, oh, my God, no, I haven't. I, I said, <laughs> but I, you I want to like, because it's entertaining, I right? And I, I literally downloaded TikToks just so I could watch her videos. I, but I never do it. Um, yeah. So let me ask you a question. When we first talked, I asked if uh, age was a big impact on whether uh, a loan officer was comfortable with social media. But your observation surprised me. Can you can you share that with everybody? Yeah, uh, it, it's been my experience that it's not really an age thing when it comes to video. Men tend to be a little more, com more comfortable than women. I think as women, and I, I don't want to offend anyone. This is just my opinion. We, we're, I, we're a little more critical of ourselves and seeing ourselves on yeah. camera can be hard. Not everybody's comfortable. Men, a lot, most men, again, my experience don't have that. They're like out there being silly, being goofy, doing this video, doing that video, and maybe don't have that like block that I, I see that women have. And I do have women that do videos, but um, it's it's more prominent in men. And when That's I'm talking really to loan officers, and when I'm talking to loan officers and I'm suggesting video, because I love video, like video is always going to get more interaction, it always is. I seem yeah. to have an easier time convincing men than women, which is, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I yeah, I, I gotta, I'm going to ask that question uh, amongst <laughs> other marketers when I interview them just to see if they see the same thing. Well, look, this has been really awesome. Let's close with anything you want listeners to take away if they are hesitant to like invest time in social media. If they're hesitant, I mean, I think that you have to have a presence. And if it's not something you're comfortable with, you're like, I don't have my own social media accounts. Find someone to do it for you. Find your 15-year-old mm. daughter. Like, they can handle it for you. But you've got to have something. Yeah. You've got to have some kind of presence. Yeah, I tell that's my wife for me. <laughs> well, look, thanks so much, Carol, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, and I hope everybody in the audience got a lot out. Hey, if, if people want to reach out to you, Carol, how should they reach out? Um, You could just find me. You can email me. I mean, what? however you want i feel like i'm pretty noticeable i'm on linkedin yep cool thanks carol absolutely you have a good day thanks for listening if you like the podcast please give us a five-star rating subscribe and tell all your friends about the show we at sales boomerang started this podcast to elevate the mortgage lending industry by sharing the kind of exclusive insider knowledge from the successes and failures of the best of the best the foundation of every successful lender is borrower retention. Sales Boomerang is the number one fully automated borrower retention system in the industry. One in two of the biggest lending companies in the United States use Sales Boomerang to make sure they reach out to their borrowers when they need a loan, and more importantly, before their competitors do. If you want to learn more about Sales Boomerang, check us out at salesboomerang.com.